Hey, welcome back everybody. This is the you need to know. Hope you've all enjoyed the cold weather and the snow. We've got plenty of that <laughs> coming our Enjoy way. Enjoy is a strong word. Well, everybody's moving snow and doing that. But uh, there's been a lot of questions that have come into the AgVisor Pro app. And as a reminder, there will be a drawing for $500 uh, this month of December. So keep piling those questions in. Just like the snow. Just keep putting it in there. Pile it up. Who cares, right? Yeah, I wasn't sure if that was a drawing or if it was a subjective, what they feel the best question is. But regardless, I would call it subjective because there's been some really good questions being asked. And and there's some more vague ones where I think people are asking more questions back of the people asking the question. But um, it, there's there's all levels in there. And this actually just brings up the question that we picked out of this. And surprise, surprise, it's a crop protection one, but... You're, you're talking to two agronomists that has spent a lot of time in the crop protection industry. So question is, when is the best time to apply Avidex for volunteer oats, late fall or early spring? Hmm. So that probably depends a little bit on how your fall is or how your spring is. And uh, look how quick things have changed <laughs> right. or, or appear they might uh, change. So I can give you my opinion on that. Uh, used to do uh, a lot of, back when it was called Fargo or Buckle as a combination of Trilate plus Trifluralin. That market was predominantly a uh, fall market, but those products in the fall were granular formulations that were put on. And uh, I feel that that timing with that formulation is when you should do that. I, I, I'm, I've seen too many things in the spring with granulars that it doesn't appear to do as well because it takes time for the moisture to break down that granular, come off the granular, fill that pore space as a gas, and it's generally wetter in the spring. And the soils don't mix because you got to incorporate this, so you should. So it's I'm kind of a look at a liquid formulation in the spring. Where I'm going to sit on the opposite side of that, which I, I am agreeable with you on the fall application and using a granular portion of that. And this question comes from Saskatchewan. And I know that there are tillage areas and there are plenty of no tillage areas. Well, I come from a no tillage area. And so the the whole incorporation thing is where this gets tough mm-hmm. with, with Avidex or Trilate is that you need to have that incorporated to some level to actually get that into the soil to work. And so where, where you're at, you would need a, a more aggressive tillage program because the, the whole the whole trilate thing works is that seed germinates in a layer and those roots are taking up the trilate. And that's what's causing the activity versus maybe other pre-emerges where you have to have that concentrated layer right at the soil surface and it's absorbing it as it breaks through the soil surface. This is, is the actual roots have to take it up. And so you got to have a concentrated layer where that seed germinates and those roots begin there where if you're in a tillage area, I think having a liquid in the spring and getting that incorporated with a couple of passes makes a lot of sense. But if we take that liquid in the spring for us in no-till, we've got a lot of crop residue and that's going to tie up pretty readily with crop residues and then the second thing is is we're 
we're not going to do any aggressive tillage to get that worked in because we're worried about moisture conservation. So getting back to the fall granular, that makes more sense for us because then we have a chance to at least avoid the the whole residue tie-up with Avidex and we can get it to the soil and we've got a lot of time for moisture to do its thing. And incorporation's important, but not like your chisel plow or cultivator and a heavy harrow. More like a harrow and then the drill at a different angle for us. And the reason I say that is when we're in no-till, where's our seed going to be sitting? Well, it should surface. Yeah, so we so so we probably want it more concentrated where the seed's going to germinate from. So we I don't personally my belief is we don't need to have it as deeply incorporated. So so fall granules to avoid that get enough moisture hopefully, which I was a little gun shy about doing it this fall around me actually because we were so dang dry and boy that really changed. I kind of wish we would have done some avidex in the fall now. Well, I think you're. Gonna, I think believe you get some shoot activity out of that. Those products too fill up pore space because it's gonna. I would. I would suspect that I'm gonna have uh, probably heavier wild oat issues than mm-hmm. you would because we are. There is more tillage where your seed is gonna probably lay on the surface and not be as much of a problem as if there is tillage incorporating in in your uh, cropping system. But it is. Uh, I'll. I'll lean generally. I would prefer it to be done in the fall versus spring it's not really a granular versus liquid it's a it's more of a consistency uh thing i think you do you have that more in the fall spring is really tough uh, i think um trilate is not uh oh would you say you're pretty happy with what if you had 90 percent control you'd be ecstatic you'd be elated yeah 90 percent out of trilate you're, you're probably more in that 80 to yep. upper 80s type of uh deal so it depends on your your areas and in that concentration that you have. Uh, but it was kind of in my, my world where there's tillage, this last fall would have been ideal for the mixing. Other than there was just, there wasn't really that much moisture. So you weren't, you don't want to go and dry it out more than it is. And now with the weather we've gotten, uh, you're buried under a pile of snow. Looks like we could have maybe a wet spring because the, the snow we got was relatively full of moisture. So that's going to be like, oh my gosh, it's going to be tough to go out there, apply it, and then get a decent mix because it's that ground is going to be wet. It's going to take some time to dry out. And you will be in a unique situation there, is when you, yeah. you got any any clay content in that that wet ground, and you're going to want to try to dry it up to get field prep done. More than likely, you're going to see more vertical till yeah. done in the spring around you. Which is that enough incorporation for Avidex? Not, not my opinion. That's right. Part of the problem is that going back in time, it used to be uh, probably a field was was chisel plowed. Then you went out with a field cultivator and put on your Avidex with a, a Valmar granular system. And then a lot of the air seeders at the time, it was a shovel system in front. So I'll take you back to like a John Deere 777 or a 787. And that was your incorporation. So that field is, you know, so that's not even the market you're in or where this question came from. That's not going to happen. Mm-mm. And uh, and now people don't really do that. And, and yeah, what you, you've got left to incorporate is uh, probably a, a speed disc, some sort of vertical tillage or a harrow. And is that enough? And 
that's probably the biggest question I get with this is what is the right way to make this product perform the way it's supposed to? I would, if I had the choice between a vertical tiller or a speed disc, I think I would still pick the speed disc, even though that doesn't incorporate very deep, it's going to incorporate no differently than the vertical till and it'll be able to throw a lot more soil or mix it up, I should say. Yeah. So I would, I would much rather go with that versus a, I wish there were some studies. So if anyone from uh, Gowan is listening and wants to, and, and talk to Dr. Joe Eichley, because I think we talked to him about this at one point in Fargo at NDSU, just looking at some of the modern tillage equipment and how to incorporate you know, some of these active ingredients that were once popular that weren't for a long time, and now we're coming back. Yeah. And if you're in areas where, in my geography, where soybeans and corn have come into the marketplace, you have severely decreased the amount of wild oats that you have to deal with. It just really isn't a problem outside of some little pockets and along edges of roads and, and some things like that. But you move into the more northern counties of our state, and we'll just assume that's uh, Manitoba and Saskatchewan as well, the cropping history changes and you run into a lot of group one, group two. So the question coming back is, yeah, that we're trying to get another mode of action. And I'm still of the mindset this is a group eight. <laughs> and <laughs> it is. <laughs> I mean, I know it's it's a group 15. They got it in now, but uh, I don't think anything's changed with the, uh, some of these products are very tough to figure out how they actually do it. So they, I think made it a little simpler because it's somewhat similar to group 15, mm -hmm. uh, the mode of action. But re regardless, it's, uh, yeah, some of this older chemistry is having to come back because we've, we've uh, used up the uh, efficacious side of well, group one, group two, post-applied products. So uh, another product or another active ingredient, I would say, that I would strongly consider in this situation and i would love to hear from anyone else that has experience here but uh uh zidua pi pyroxysulfone yep yeah so zidua anthem pyroxysulfone uh whatever you call it group 15 which is what trilate is considered now yeah uh one that doesn't need to be incorporated but one that needs pretty dang good moisture to make work so i would i would throw that one out there that one has wild oats activity and fits a lot of the cropping rotation that would happen in saskatchewan or north dakota mm -hmm. for that and would also fill in that kind of area of activity you're looking for uh so another option that's out there and, and personally that's what i've chosen in that exact situation that i've been in just because the incorporation thing concerns me some in a very strong no-till environment where they have another option. You just need a lot of moisture to get that active ingredient incorporated to work for you. Well, if you go back in time to any of the, the old group eights, so put Avidex, Fargo, you can put Eradicane, you can put Eptab, all in those classifications. It was, you would not spread those products if they were uh, impregnated onto urea unless there was a field cultivator sitting there at the edge of the field. Because as soon as that stuff was put on the field, it is active immediately and will come off as gas. So the mode of action is, is that you want to incorporate it. It fills up your pore space. So the drier it is, the better it looks. Because your pore space, if it's wet, isn't filled with water. 
but you can lose a lot of it if you let it sit out there. And, uh, yeah, or, or if you sprayed it, yeah. you, you just went liquid option in the spring. Mm-hmm. It still had to be covered and incorporated. So I don't have as many guys that feel cultivator route, mm, slower where you could do probably the speed disc, which is faster. And that's what people kind of prep to do. But yeah, when you get into your crops are field peas and flax and canola and, and cereals, you're, you're probably looking for something else to use because you got a lot of group that all those crops could have group ones in them exactly. for their grass, their grass control. It's not, I will, your, my group nine crops, my corn, my soybeans have really helped out with wild oats. It's not been as big of a problem, but I still have areas where I, I will be using Avidex this next spring. I have to because of, because of your rotation. Yeah. Because of the rotation and the, and the severity of, of, of those, that weed. It's terrible. So there you go. Not as straight lace as you were hoping, I'm sure, but uh, I don't think I've ever met an agronomic question that didn't come with a lot more angles <laughs> in the answer, you know, as far as that speaks. And keep sending those questions in. Uh, it's really picked up. There's some really interesting things. And uh, even if uh, us as an expert on there, if you want to be an expert on this app, uh, there's questions that we don't answer, but we follow because we're not, that's not in our realm of what we know and don't feel comfortable answering it. But I'm kind of curious as to, so it gives you an opportunity to learn some stuff too. Oh, absolutely. And the more this community grows on the Eggvisor Pro app, the more everyone benefits, experts and the people asking questions. So please join up, ask questions. And remember, hey, if you ask it this month and they like your question, $500. So to me, it's a pretty good incentive right there. That is that is a lot of you need to know if you win that. <laughs> there you heard it, folks. Ask away. We'll see you.